Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We are starting in Acts chapter 13, so grab your Bibles. We'll pick it up in verse 1 today. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manian, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. This chapter marks a significant shift in Luke's letter to Theophilus. Uh, Up to this point, he has been marking the progression of multiple leaders in the early church. He's been also uh, establishing uh, or marking the establishment and the slow spread of the church from Jerusalem into other parts of that uh, part of the world. Uh, He focuses on people like uh, Simon Peter and Stephen and Philip and a little bit on Saul. And you hear Barnabas here and there. But from here on out, Luke is really going to focus on this man named Saul. And I've been purposefully using the word Saul because next episode we'll see that he's also being known by a new name. And it's the one that we're familiar with as as Christians today. It's the Apostle Paul. Uh, And I'm purposefully trying to use these names in this timeline uh, just to be uh, clear and to honor the progression that Scripture gives us here. So, It's not to say that from here on out we won't hear about other believers, uh, but just to mark and note for your own reference that from here on out, Luke is really going to be focusing on the work that Saul is doing amongst uh, the the churches in Greece and eventually as he heads to Rome, uh, just to be able to see the progression of what becomes a significant part of his life, uh, these missionary journeys. You'll see here, too, in uh, the first verse, just a, a wide variety of people in, in multiple upbringings. You have Barnabas, who is uh, a faithful follower of the early church. You have Simeon, who is a man from uh, African descent. And you have Lucius from Cyrene, another area of the, uh, the world. And then this man named Manian, who is a childhood companion of King Herod Antipas. That's uh, the one that we just talked about in the last chapter, the one that was a tyrant. And you have the man named Saul. A wide cast of characters here. Uh, Multiple people with different backgrounds, different ethnicities, and it speaks to uh, the diversity and the calling of the church, that God does not play favorites. He does not love one uh, group of people more than another. He uh, does not uh, withhold the gospel uh, from working in people's hearts based on people's upbringing, but instead he calls all people from all over the world to be a part of the church. And that's a great uh, point to remember here. Antioch serves as the launching point for further mission work from Saul, uh, for Saul and Barnabas here. You get the sense, uh, yes, these men were leaders in the church and the church was really willing to get behind them and uh, to support whatever work they were being called to. And, and during this time of worship and fasting, and likely some intense prayer, they were given these instructions and that Barnabas and Saul were being appointed to special work. Uh, Saul, as an apostle, has a unique opportunity here, and he's being called, along with Barnabas, uh, to go into areas yet unreached by the gospel, to uh, really further uh, the spread of the gospel into areas that uh, might not have heard about Jesus. Uh, to a lot of these cities that have Jewish communities who are familiar with the uh, what we now know as the Old Testament, with the Word of God and the laws of God, but uh, people who are waiting for the coming Messiah, 
uh, to cities and towns where there's pantheons of gods that are being worshipped. And Saul is being called to go and proclaim the gospel there. And it calls to mind the revelation that's given to Ananias in Acts chapter 9, right? That Jesus tells Ananias that Saul is going to suffer for the gospel. And we will see that here in these coming chapters. Um, But I want to highlight here a little bit of the fasting that's going on because uh, there is an element of uh, fasting that takes place in other religions and other uh, forms of spirituality here. And for Christianity to incorporate fasting, I want to clarify that this is not a platform for you to prove how holy or spiritual you are. It's not to say that you're more superior than others. Uh, it comes, uh, the, the, the invitation for us here is to come into it with the right attitude. Uh, it's an opportunity for us to be able to focus on God. Um, I know that when people fast, uh, the every twinge of hunger that you have after you you don't eat. You spend the time where you would be eating or preparing food uh, to spend time reading the Word of God, uh, to be praying, and every twinge of hunger reminds you after uh, that that you should continue to pray. Uh, Jesus also gives us instructions regarding fasting uh, is that we shouldn't announce it to the world either. We should uh, present ourselves in a way that is uh, pretty ordinary, right? Not to be proclaiming it as a, a statement but to uh, really focus on God and not ourselves during that time. So the invitation here for us to consider in today's episode is to thoughtfully and prayerfully consider uh, having and incorporating a, a period of fasting in your own life. Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at e underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.